Ah, what's up everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Man Cave, and I'm your host, Greg. Welcome again to The Man Cave Huddle. Thank you for listening, and as always, you know you can find The Man Cave Huddle on iTunes, The Man Cave Huddle, SoundCloud.com, backslash The Man Cave Huddle, and oh, don't forget, on Twitter, at Man Cave Huddle. Now, um, another thing I don't want you guys to forget is, once again, turn on your notifications to however you're receiving this uh, episode of the Man Cave Huddle, whether it be on your tablet, your phone, so that you know when the latest episode of the Man Cave Huddle has been uploaded. Now, um, in today's episode, I want to talk about two things, um, gambling and the NBA, and how it's evolved, and it's changed, and what you knew in the past as the NBA no longer exists. Now, let's start off first with the NBA. Um, one thing that I wanted to say, a couple of things, but the first point that I'm going to begin with is um, I've been watching the NBA closely in this 2018 postseason. One thing that stuck out to me the most is the fact that the NBA as we know it now is positionless. What I mean by that is the names of point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center, those names don't exist anymore. It's all about positionless basketball, everybody being able to do the same thing, and your specific skill set is what separates you from everyone else. I mean, when you look at players like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Ben Simmons, I mean, what position are they? Are they a forward? Are they a shooting guard? Are they a point guard? Are they a center? Are they a power forward? Or are they just a snack pack of everything and they go out and play with their specific skill separates them? I mean, when you look at a player like Kevin Durant, he's just an animal on the court. At seven feet, nobody can block his shot, his athleticism. I mean, he's just an amazing specimen to watch play. But in this new NBA, one thing I wanted to say is an automatic. And when I say automatic, this is a must-have. Kind of like going out with no deodorant on. This is what you need to have when you step out. Um, You have to be able, you must, must, must be able to dribble, shoot the three, and you must have the ability to switch and defend on the perimeter, the three-point field goal. And if you can't do that, you're not going to start. The coach is going to look at you and say, come sit down next to me, put a little couple cubes of ice in that Gatorade, and I'll let you know when you can go back in the game. Because to me, those are the three things. If you can't do that, you're too much of a liability on the court. And if you are a good player, but you can't do all three of those things, you're just a role player. Not to say that you're not good, but you're going to be put in in certain scenarios and situations, but you can't be put in for an extended period of time because you will be exposed. Now, if you're on a playoff team and you're a player that starts and you don't have all three of those qualities, that's fine and dandy because you probably do one thing really good, but in the crunch, the last five minutes of the game, when it's really win or lose, you're going to be on the bench, my friend. I'm sorry to let you know, but that's just the way the NBA is moving now. Now, in saying that, um, there are types of players that you need to win 
in the championships this year. And I just came up with a couple nicknames because I said it's positionless. So these are just some nicknames that I came up with as these are what the ingredients that you need to have a nice championship platter. Now, not in any specific order, but I need, I think, to start off, you need a player by the name of Take That, a.k.a. Hold That or Wow. Now, what I mean by that is, Mr. Take That is the number one option. Your superstar. Your take that. You can't stop that shot. Pull that! You can't block that shot. Or look, oh my God, did he just hit a fadeaway three? Like it was, wow. See, that is who Take That is. The guy where it's a 10-0 run, take that. That run is over. We need a bucket to win the game. Hold that. You need a shot that is a miraculous. Wow, he actually, that's who that guy is. Now, another player that you need is a scorer, Mr. Scorer. Now, Mr. Scorer can put up buckets, but he's not as versatile or as consistent as Mr. Take That, but he's as productive in terms of you can count on him every night to produce, but just not as a higher level. So you need a Take That, but you also need a scorer when Take That is on the bench. You got that? Get your notepads ready because there's an examination at the end of this episode. Now, continuing along, we have a guy by the name of Mr. Dammit. Now, Greg, why do you use vulgarity and say Dammit? Because picture this scenario. If you've watched the NBA, you see the star player come up and he does his move and he gets double teamed. Then he passes it out of the double team to the scorer. Now, the scorer isn't on his comfortable area on the court to put up a bucket and score. So he drives, and you have to play perfectly defended. He kicks it to the corner, up and for three. It's good! And you're like, damn it! We, we defended that play as good as we can, and damn it! How did he get that? See? That's what I'm talking about. That guy that waits in the corner, does nothing all get the game, and all of a sudden, damn it! Or you need that dagger three at the top of the key or that jumper just to, you know, make sure everything is in rhythm. That's who you need. You need a damn it. Another key player is you need a guy that can rebound and be a rim protector. And what I mean by that is if you have all these guys that are shooting three-point field goals that are on the wing and they're on the perimeter, you need a guy that could be in the post that's going to be defensive-minded that's going to protect the rim so that there's not going to be a layup line going on. And he's going to get you extra possessions by being a rebounder. Very key because second chance points are very pivotal when teams are pretty much neck and neck in terms of talent. Another uh, group of guys that you need is you need players with intangibles. Now, when I say intangibles, these are the... Every team has them, but you kind of don't look for it, but... When you have it, you're happy to hold on to it. What One of these players is the OG slash the veteran. The OG veteran is the guy that's been through it all, seen it all, been in the league for so many years, probably has a couple championships, doesn't really play a lot, or he might even play a lot. But the OG veteran is the guy where on the court, he's an extension of the coach. He's been through it all and seen it all. And in clutch moments, he might not be able to get it done, but he knows what needs to be done in any type of scenario. Or he could give that advice to young players. Or he's also the guy where, let's keep it real, 
when the coaches are in bed at the hotel and you're on the road, you're in L.A., you're in New York, you're in Miami, you might want to hit up the club. See, the OG veteran is like, look, fellas, let's get back to the hotel, bro. We got a big game. We playing at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be Sunday. Let's be focused and get this win. See, that's what the OG veteran does. Another important player that you need is a goon. Yeah, yeah, I said it, goon. You need that guy that you don't really care what production you get out of him in terms of offense. He's that guy that's the tone setter where somebody goes down the lane and you're going to give him a, are you can? You give him a nice little, are you can? in the jaw. I'm not saying hurt somebody, but you just might want to say, it's not going to be that easy today. You might want to give him a nice little man pal right in the bush. Why? Look, man, like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. I'm not saying they need to be punched in the mouth, but you need a guy that's going to say, it's not going to be that easy today. That's the goon. You also need youth. What I mean by youth is you need players that every game is a first game for them. It's a new experience where it's like, look, I've been in the league for like five, seven years now. All I, I, there's nothing really that exciting. I'm just going to show up, do my thing, and, and, and just go home and ball out. But you need guys where you're like, wow, we get free socks? Wow, they give us food? Yo, we getting Gatorade, no more water. Yo, we get to keep these jump. See, you need players where you're just like, you know what, man, I remember when I was like that, just being excited to play. You need guys that are young and just excited to play. They don't have all their responsibilities and, and, and endorsement deals and their pressure. They're just excited and happy to be in the league because guys like that kind of rejuvenate the OG veteran. And they also remind the goon, you know what? I might want to relax a little bit and not get suspended because I want to be around in the event that we do win a championship. Now, out of all the players that I named with Mr. Take That, a.k.a. Hold That, or Mr. Scorer, or the damn it guy, the rebound rim protector dude, and also with the players that have the intangibles. Players can have more than one of these qualities. And what I mean by that is, you could be the OG veteran, but be the take that. You could be a goon, but be the rebound guy. And you could be the youthful damn it player. So just because I named these roles, it doesn't mean that it can't be intertwined and one player can't embody them. My point that I'm trying to make is you need to have all of those ingredients and you need to sprinkle it with some good coaching, let it simmer for 20 minutes, and hopefully you come out with a championship pie. <laughs> okay? Um, those are So let's not forget, it's, it's positionless now. The automatics are if you can't dribble, shoot the three, or you can't defend on the perimeter, you might as well be home playing 2K with me. All right? So um, let's switch gears now, and I want to talk about this gambling. Um, it's been now, it's nothing new, but I just haven't had a chance to speak on it. With the gambling, now it's going to be legalized to where it's up to the state to determine whether or not they want to legalize gambling. And I'm sure a lot of states will. In my opinion, do I think it's a good thing or a bad thing? People are doing it already. So I don't want to say it's a bad thing or it's a good, great thing. It's an all right thing. 
I think it's kind of like liquor. If you do it in manageable doses and you're responsible and you're educated, I don't really think there's nothing wrong with doing it to have fun. Like, hey, let me put $50 on the Super Bowl. Oh, hey, my team's playing tonight. Let me pay. Let me. I only have $20. Let me put $20 down. But if you're like gambling your children's uh, college fund or you're gambling the mortgage, yeah. That's a problem, but that's the same with drinking alcohol as opposed to let me have a glass of wine or drink after work as opposed to let me have a bottle of vodka before I even step into the office. You're an alcoholic. So I, I don't think it, it, it's really terrible. Now, you sit there and say, well, what about um, the youth? What about the kids that might be hooked into gambling? You know what? That's the same with drugs. That's the same with alcohol. I think it, it, that is an issue where it's it's going to come down to education. It's going to come down to parental supervision. But similar to drugs and alcohol, kids are going to want to do what they want to do. You could tell them, don't smoke crack. But how many crackheads grew up saying, I want to smoke crack. I want to be a dope fiend. I want to be a prostitute. Sometimes lack of education trauma in your life happens or lack of support happens where you fall down that ugly path. And maybe if you educate and you tell your kids or people that you know that might have addiction issues, like, hey, man, I, I don't, you need to be careful because this is the bad things that can happen. I mean, think about it. If you're somebody that, you know, look, I just want to have a little bit of fun, go out and gamble. I, I, I really don't see nothing wrong with it. There's going to be a surplus. I mean, how much money is going to come into the individual states? I mean, we all, I mean, what, what's, what's um, the rotisserie that we have now? Or the fantasy? Or people that illegally gamble and have offshore accounts? Now all that's legal. You know how everybody knows a guy that you can place a bet, an illegal bet with? Now what do you do now where that's all legal? How much money is that? I mean, I'm not even thinking millions. I'm thinking, is that billions? Trillions? I mean, think about how much money is spent on a sport. And now everybody can place a bet. I mean, before you know it, there's probably going to be an app where you can sit down and gamble on everything from, you know, um, who's going to win the tip-off to who's going to shoot the free throw and everything in between. You know? It's, it's going to be crazy to think that you can bet on. And I mean, gambling still, it, it, it's in a way, gambling is legal now. I mean, how many of our parents or grandparents go to the casinos on the weekends, play the little scratch off? And what do we call a lottery? Where everybody puts in their little two, five dollars into the pot and you start dreaming about winning 300 million and then you don't win. And then it's some random person from a town that you never heard of that winds up winning. And it's him and his wife that just won $300 million. And here you are, a young person that can really use that money. Right? But I mean, in terms of the gambling, it's here. It's to stay. I don't really have a problem with it. I just think it needs to be monitored. There needs to be some type of rules and regulations. And education is the most important thing um, in terms of the gambling. So that those are just a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest about basketball and where it's going now and gambling. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Those are my couple thoughts that I have. Coming to you soon later on this week, I'm going to talk about the NBA playoffs. And whoo, what a playoff series they've been. So as usual, for those of you that have always been sticking with me and listening to all these episodes, I used to, I like to each end 
each and every episode with a positive quote. Today's quote is, Love yourself first, because that's who you'll spend up spending the rest of your life with. And yes, I did mess that up. So I'm going to do that again, because we're recording this live, and I want you guys to know that, yeah, it's recorded live, and the mistakes are there. The quote is, Love yourself first, because that's who you'll be spending the rest of your life with. Love yourself first, because that's who you'll be spending the rest of your life with. In the words of T.O., I love me some me. You should too. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.